Thanks for tuning in to LJN Radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, a show where we get tips and tricks from experts on how you can land your next job. Today's topic is networking, and we'll be talking with expert Margie Terry, Vice President of Client Service and Business Development at Great On The Job, about how networking can give job seekers an edge on their job search. Now, before we explore today's topic, why don't you describe your experience related to this topic as well as your role at Great On The Job, Margie? Certainly. I've been with Great On The Job for two and a half years, Mm -hmm. and we are a very small company with an amazing roster of clients. So we find that networking is extremely important in terms of deepening our client relationships and getting new clients. And, you know, we're we're little, but we pack a big punch and that has a lot to do with the way that we network. Right. So I'll bring it up on a personal front. And we are working with job seekers on a very regular basis. We have strong relationships with a lot of MBA programs and do programming with students related to networking and building their um, kind of opportunity roster for their positions as interns in the middle of their MBA programs and as they graduate, you know, kind of going out there and figuring out what their first job will be post-MBA and how they're going to incorporate networking into their job search process. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we just do a lot of coaching with people who are looking to make a change in their jobs or who are job seekers and helping them figure out how to network. So I've been at the company for two years, two and a half years. I've worked in HR in the past, doing recruiting-related work. Um, And I also am a social worker. Okay. And I mention that because I think it's integral to the way that I interact with others. And I believe, you know, kind of the stronger your interpersonal skills are, the better your relationships come and the better you do at networking. So I think I bring a lot of insight and help people understand how kind of being their authentic selves in networking situations can really help them fast track those conversations and make more genuine connections with people. And I think the more genuine your connections are, the more likely they are to lead somewhere. And that's what job seekers are really trying to do. So how do you use networking in your position currently? We're always in listen mode when we are with our clients. So I think that a lot of times when people think about networking, they're thinking about putting themselves out there and it can be really intimidating. I think a much better way to think about it and the way that we think about it in our work right on the job and the way I think about it when I go into conversations with our clients is I just want to hear what's happening with them. Mm -hmm. And Networking is about relationship building. So I go in and I'm, you know, if we're talking before a particular event, I want to understand what is going on with them, you know, so that I can see what I have to offer them. Okay. And as I'm having conversations with people and understanding the challenges that they're facing, you know, then I can bring my strengths and the strengths of great on the job and our offerings to the table. So you know, to translate that into a normal job-seeking networking situation, you know, I think if people can approach conversations with potential job contacts as, as just a regular conversation where you're listening to what's going on in someone's workplace and how what challenges they're facing, and then you are able to bring your insight to the table and what you have to offer. So that's how I kind of see, you know, and then we're deepening our client relationships and often getting even, you know, furthering the relationship in terms of getting more work from a particular client. So, okay. You know, I see that as the fact of networking. All right. So we're going to bring it back to basics a little bit and kind of, you know, look at why networking is important to job seekers. You know, obviously, I've heard a lot about people saying that networking is the number one way to get a job. So, you know, why is this and why is networking so important, even like when you're not employed and looking for a job and when you're employed? Again, I'll say it, that networking, in my 
opinion translates to relationship building. Mm -hmm. People want to work with people that they like and that they trust. Right. So networking is so important because you're building relationships. Mm -hmm. You're letting people get to know you. You're letting people envision, hey, this is a person who I would love to be on a project with, or this is a person I could really see myself stuck on a five-hour flight with, you know, and enjoy talking to, or this is a person who I see is really resourceful and creative, and they could bring a lot of value to the team. So you want to let someone see who you really are. You want to be relaxed in those situations. And when you're, you know, so as you're getting to know people, let them see your true colors and what a good person you are. And then they're able to see, okay, I could, I could recommend this person or I could speak, you know, I could speak that this person or vouch for this person, so to speak, in, a, in an interviewing situation. So I think that's why it's so important for job seekers to really just get out there and get to know people and, you know, be genuine, be helpful. Don't try to sell yourself in terms of putting all your credentials out there right from the beginning. because That's just awkward. <laughs> we can talk more about that down the road. But, um, you know, really letting people you know, know, know who you are um, in a relaxed way. Just your talents and your strengths come out in full color when you're not forcing it and when you don't have your kind of sound bites. Okay. So what about people who have some sort of like barriers to networking, like a fear of meeting new people, a lack of confidence, cultural issues, or a lack of network? How can those people and different job seekers overcome those barriers? You know, I think for people who aren't naturally extroverts, Mm-hmm. that it helps to do a lot of preparation before you go into networking situations. Two very specific points I have on that question. One is have some topics in your back pocket that you can pull out. Okay. Um, you know, not extensive things, but some, a few questions that you can ask people like, oh, you know, where'd you grow up? Everyone grew up somewhere. Or right. it's in a professional setting where you you know, where you feel like it's safe to ask people, you know, well, where did you study? You know, where did you go to college? Or, you know, what did you do before you were in your current position? Having three or four questions in your back pocket that you can pull out and ask to anyone, I think it's really helpful in terms of getting people comfortable. Because there are people who are like, I walk into a room with strangers, and I totally bottle up, and I I can't open my mouth. Mm -hmm. So I think having those kind of pre-rehearsed questions can be really helpful and make someone feel a bit more comfortable just to break the ice. And then a lot of, for a lot of people who are very shy, once they have broken the ice and someone else is asking them questions and they feel that they have engaged someone, it gets a lot easier. Right. Stop with just that, that first one or two questions. And another thing that I would say is very important when you're going into networking situations is to know your own story told. And um, we have a theory at Great on the Job or a strategy that we use in terms of delivering your personal pitch, your 30-second elevator pitch. Okay. And it revolves around three steps, which is stating your destination. So telling someone not all about your background first, but telling someone your destination, what you're looking to do next professionally, and then giving someone your backstory, not your background, not every single detail of everything you've ever done, but what is relevant about what you have done in the past, what is transferable to your destination, where you're looking to go. And then you connect the dots for someone. You bring it all together. You make, you know, your backstory and your destination make perfect sense for them. Mm-hmm. And this is not something that you're walking up to someone and you're saying, hi, my name is Marge Terry, and I'm looking to become a professional coach and trainer. And 
I worked in HR for three years in the past, and, you know, I love working with people, and I'm very extroverted, and that's why this all makes perfect sense. You know, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not going out there and, and just giving a monologue, but you right. know your story really well so that at the appropriate times during the conversation, you can pull out that, you know, one or two sentence line that helps people understand where you're going mm-hmm. and why it makes sense that you're going there. Um, Another aspect that I often hear from people is that they feel a little bit uneasy or sleazy when they're trying to, like, sell themselves. How does one get over that or change their perspective? People cannot try to accomplish too much in one conversation. Okay. I think when you go into a networking situation and you feel like your whole future depends on one conversation, you're setting yourself up for failure. So go into a conversation more in listen mode and thinking about what can I do for this person? Mm-hmm. You know, be really generous. We focus a lot on generosity right on the job and understand where someone else is and what you could potentially do for them and just come across as an, you know, an interested party in that other person. And then that person will feel like you're not asking them for anything and they'll be much more open to just speaking with you. Mm-hmm. And then you can tell someone, you know, you can have a small act, a very specific statement like, you know, I'm actually, I'm looking for opportunities in your field. I'd love to ask you about, you know, what you think the number one characteristic is that you look for in someone, you know, joining your team. Right. Don't ask them for a job, ask them for a characteristic that makes someone a good web designer in their opinion, or, you know, whatever that field may be. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you know, don't let the conversation end without saying, you know, you seem like a really great resource. Would you mind if I, you know, as I go through this process of looking for new opportunities, if I have any questions, would you mind if I emailed you? Could I grab your, your email? And if you've had a nice conversation with them, nine out of 10 people are going to say sure. Right. And then you have the opportunity to follow up with them. You know, it was great meeting you and you have one or two other questions. And hopefully, you know, you'll know sooner than later if someone is a good lead for you or if someone is genuine and interested in helping you and they felt like they made a good connection to you so they think that you're someone worth investing a little bit of time in. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't go into cell mode with people. I think it's a big turnoff and you you need to be patient and establish a little bit of rapport with someone and then you can slowly see if in fact this is a good lead for you in terms of the job job search process or not. We've talked a lot about your networking and like professional kind of areas where you go and there's other professionals that you can meet like at a conference or something. Now, what about when you're just out and about like at the grocery store and you want to strike up a conversation with someone that looks interesting or that you've seen previously in a professional setting? What is the best way to go ahead and strike up that conversation in public? You know, I think that, again, it's about if you if you do recognize them or you've met them perhaps or in a professional context, it's about trying to stay relaxed and being friendly and, you know, helping that person be generous. Again, they may not remember you going over to them and saying, hi, you know, my name is so-and-so in case you don't remember. We met at the ASTD conference last spring. I, you know, I saw you speak and I was really impressed. How are things going? You know, I just wanted to say hello. I recognize you. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully it's a little bit, you know, they said, oh, thank you so much for coming up to me. I appreciate it. And to say, you know, I'm at, again, and then I think you go into that same mode of, if you have anything to ask them in that moment, if this person's out and about and potentially in the middle of running errands, mm-hmm. you say to them, first of all, you'd be generous and say, do you, 
do have a minute to speak. I just have a quick question that I was reminded of it when I saw you. Right. And then you give them the option to say, oh, actually, you know, I have three kids in the car and I was just running into the grocery store to grab one thing. And then you're like, oh, okay, very good. Nice to see you and let them be on their way. Mm-hmm. And if they have a minute, they'll happily speak to you. And then you can ask a very specific question. You know, I've been thinking about, you know, again, something related to your job search and you have one question for them. It's all about building small connections. You don't want to totally catch someone off guard if you see them in some random location in your neighborhood or, you know, about town. Okay. Um, No one wants to be bombarded like that. Mm -hmm. So in relation to networking as a whole, what kind of tips or piece of advice could you give a job seeker to really help them land themselves that new job? You know, I think the authenticity. Be authentic. Mm -hmm. Be interested in others. And, you know, be genuine and try to help someone else's cause. It's the law of good karma. So you see how you can help others, and then others will be more likely to help you. You really have to drop your your agenda. And then, you know, I think if there are people who you think are really good leads for you, you do your homework on them. You understand, you know, how you can help their causes. If you know that they're really active in a particular community organization, you can say, you know, I'd really love to, assuming that you have some interest, this has to be somewhat genuine, you know, I'd really mm-hmm. love learn more about the shelter, the animal shelter where you work, um, you know, is there a volunteer opportunity? I'd love to, I'd love to participate, help advance their cause. Or, you know, I know that you are having this particular issue with your, with your child or with your family member or something, you know, if you have some information, you know, try and tell them, you know, we had a similar situation and this is how we handled it. You want people to know that you're a good person. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, and then you relate it to something personal going on in your life and that you could get some information about from them. But I think it can help to not think about your own agenda immediately and think about someone else's, and then they're more open to helping you. Okay. So you've talked about being generous a couple times. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was a college student once, and when I was in networking situations, like, there was times when I wanted to be generous, but I didn't know how to and like, a particular example. Could you, could you like give an example for someone who might not have a huge network of resources that could, you know, be generous by like connecting to people? Could you give an example for how that kind of person could be generous? Absolutely. You know, I think that um, the number one thing to remember when you're in a conversation with someone who perhaps you're just meeting, likely just meeting in a networking situation, is ask questions about them. People love talking about themselves. So, you know, you ask about, have you lived in the city for a long time or have you worked at this company for a long time or what was your first job out of college or, you know, what do you think are the most important characteristics that you look for in in young people that you're hiring who are just starting out in their professional lives? Get their opinion, get their background. I think especially when there's a big age difference, let's say you're talking to someone who's been in the professional field or at working as a professional for a decade or two decades, and you're someone who's just starting out, perhaps only has, you know, three or four years experience or not even, I think getting their perspective and letting them feel like that sage advisor, um, I think that makes people feel really good. And I think that's a great way to start off networking conversations, to kind of pump someone else up and ask them about themselves. So, you know, we've mentioned different like networking thing, like professional networking events that you can go to. Could you give an example of what kind of events those specifically are so they could the job seekers could perhaps look for them in their location? Absolutely. I mean, I think knowing your own field 
you know, like I could speak specifically to the field that I operate in, which is some of the training and professional development field, that there are particular organizations like um, the American Society for Training and Development or the Society for Human Resource Management or um, the National Speakers Association. Every industry has their particular um, associations. And most of the large, the national organizations have local chapters. Mm -hmm. And they are always looking for new members, whether you are currently employed, looking to make a switch in your your employer. Those are amazing places to go and network on a local level. I would not say, you know, sign up and go to the national conference. That's not going to be nearly as helpful as finding your local chapter of your particular um, professional organization and going to one of their monthly meetings. Um, and a lot of them will let you come to a monthly meeting without even, you know, becoming a member first. Some meetings are closed, obviously, the first term association to association. But a lot of them, because they want to attract new members, are very open to you just coming and checking them out without, you know, paying any dues. Mm-hmm. I highly, highly recommend that for job seekers because that face-to-face networking, that is like your gold standard for okay. your particular industry. I can't stress that enough how important I think it is to go and make those face-to-face connections. And and again, just be in listen mode and learn mode. And then you'll start building connections and you go back the next month and you've already made some friendly connections. And if you're still in the job seeking mode, you know, people are remembering you and then and you're building from there. So we've talked a little bit about like you mentioned, you're in like a specific industry and obviously everyone else is going to be in their own industry. Is networking more relevant for certain industries or with specific jobs than other industries or jobs? It's a great question. You know, I really, I can't think of an industry where networking is not relevant mm-hmm. for job seekers. You are looking for new opportunities. So you're trying to meet new people, learn about their organizations. You know, I just can't think of one industry where that doesn't matter. Industries as diverse as, you know, tech-based industries, healthcare industries, financial services. I think networking is always important. And even when you have a job, it's still important because you want people, you want to build relationships so that people know that you are someone who's a value to the organization. You are someone who they'd like to either hire or promote mm-hmm. or give more challenging work to or pay more. Um, I think networking is is always relevant and across industries. Now, there's one aspect of networking that we haven't touched on before, and that is networking online. Is it better for some industries to network online rather than in person? I think that there are absolutely industries where the online community is much stronger than others. Mm -hmm. So I think that you could... Um, as a job seeker, probably find leads and build more substantial relationships online than you could in other industries. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like anything in the tech space, you're probably going to have a community of people who are online more or less constantly. The one thing I would say about online networking is that it's only going to take you so far. Mm-hmm. I think it's great for, for information gathering. But when it comes down to really getting a job, I think you have to take that relationship offline. Um, I think that you need to try and establish real connections with real people. So whether it's, you know, going from a tweet exchange to email and say, you know, you sound really knowledgeable. I'd love to ask you, you know, a few more questions that, you know, you got to get it down to 140 characters. Right. You know, somehow taking, taking the conversation to the next level with someone. So whether that goes from, tweeting or group messaging to one-on-one emailing, 
for messaging and then hopefully getting on the phone. And if you're in the same geographic region, meeting in person. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you have to take it offline at some point because you do have to develop a real relationship if someone is ever going to get to the point where they say, hey, I'd love, I'd love to offer you a job. I mean, no one's saying that someone who they just had some, a Twitter exchange with. They need to have a real conversation with you and know who you are as a person. What are three mistakes that people make when networking online? Yeah, I think they spend too much time talking to strangers mm-hmm. and it's not efficient. They connect with people who are too remote. You know, I think that the way that LinkedIn, for example, is set up, it's so cool that you can see someone who is a second degree connection or a third degree connection, but you can spend a lot of time trying to connect to that third degree connection. And it ends up that it's too remote and this person doesn't know you, they don't care about you. So I think you need to try to connect with people who you know are either direct connect or are through someone who you really, really, really know, and they really, really, really know that other person. Mm -hmm. You have to be efficient in your online networking. And then I think the third mistake I would say is that people ask for too much from people who don't know them or trust them, and they're not going to give them what they need or want. Mm -hmm. So, you know, keep the connections close and don't over pursue a connection. If someone is willing to help you, like you're going to get that sense pretty quickly. If you email someone twice and they don't, or, you know, message someone twice and they don't pre-contact you, drop it and move on. Are there any other, I know LinkedIn is a huge professional networking site. And whenever Mm -hmm. I think about online networking, I always go straight to LinkedIn. Are there any other kind of professional networking sites out there that people who are more interested in starting online could check out? You know, I I think that the the big networks, social media networks, are probably the most effective place to make sure that your job-seeking status is known in a really positive way. So obviously LinkedIn, as you said, I think making sure all of your profiles are up to date and mm-hmm. have that job seeking information on it is really important. Um, so your Facebook status, your Google Plus status, and your Twitter status, you know, make sure you're regularly tweeting about very specific things you're looking to know about or you're interested in um, making connections on. Make sure you're tweeting about that regularly. Right. I wouldn't say, you know, that there are specific, other than LinkedIn, specific job seeking networks that I I hear a lot of buzz about, but Mm -hmm. I think that the networks where social media networks where people are spending their time, even though they're not job seeking specific, it's still really important that you have your really confident personality, job seeking personality out there on those sites as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, you know, say, I'm excited. I'm looking for this new opportunity. Here's, you know, what I'm bringing to the table. You know, let people know. They have to know or else they're not going to think of you when an opportunity comes to mind or comes to their attention. Mm-hmm. So could you give us like a specific example of when like, you know, someone who used networking and it helped them get a job? A friend of mine actually just this past weekend was telling me that she was at a conference. Um, there was an amazing presentation made. Someone who she had seen present before. She went up to the person after the presentation, introduced herself how impressed she was with this person's work, asked the person a couple questions about how she got into the work, and then said, you know, I actually have a background that I think will be really relevant to this work. And, you know, not right now, but I think in a, you know, in a few months, I might be looking to, to make a move. Would you be open to me reaching out if I have any questions? And the person was so incredibly receptive and said, absolutely. And I'd, I'd be happy to sit down and have coffee with you. Now, that's an ideal situation that she had such a positive response. But at the very least, after someone, you know, my friend went up and kind of flattered this person and said, I, I might have a few questions, would you mind? And this kind of hypothetical down the road situation, 
most people are going to say, yeah, of course, email me with your questions. This person happens to go, you know, above and beyond. So she just got herself set up with great networking contacts that now she's absolutely going to reach out and invite this person to have coffee, you know, in a couple of months. Another good friend of mine who's been um, in grad school training to be a physician for years um, is finishing a residency this year. And he was talking to another friend who is in a totally different medical field that he mentioned what he was going into. And she said, oh, my gosh, I have to introduce you to this other person. And now he has an interview with that group just simply through this shared connection. You know, so I think it's really about those really relevant connections mm-hmm. that can be powerful because you want you want people to know you and trust you and be able to vouch for you. So whether it's a direct connection when you're personally going up and, you know, asking someone if they would mind if you reached out with a few questions or, or a friend who knows you being able to say, you've got to talk to this person and I'll tell them that they need to speak to you. Mm-hmm. One other situation that comes to mind, this is actually through me very recently. I had a woman who I was working with mention that her sister lives in Denver mm-hmm. and that she'd recently moved there and was in the marketing world and but trying to make her move into advertising. And I said, oh my gosh, I have a friend who is a creative director at an advertising agency there. Her sister immediately, you know, followed up via email with me to introduce herself. I connected her sister to my friend. So, you know, that was almost networking on behalf of someone else that ended up getting this person a position. So that's why, you know, I always stress when job seekers are looking, make sure that all of your close connections, your fan base, if you will, your biggest supporters know what you're looking to do. Make sure you've explained it in layman's terms to them because it might be, you know, you might be in a particularly technical field Make sure that people understand what you're trying to do so that when they are out and about, they can mention you, mm-hmm. you know, when something related to your field comes up. That's what happened in this Denver situation. This woman's sister, somehow the topic came up and she told me about what her sister was looking to do. And I happened to have a perfect connection for her. Well, networking certainly is very powerful and can be very effective. Absolutely. I think it is. It's a crucial tool when you're looking for a job. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to wrap things up a little bit. But before I do, um, I know that your founder of Great on the Job, Jody Glickman, had wrote a book called Great on the Job, What to Say and How to Say It, The Secrets of Getting Ahead. Can you tell us a bit about the book and what's in store for Great on the Job in the future? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for the question. So Great on the Job, the book and the company are all about helping professionals the, the most effective communicators they can be in the workplace. We are all about tactical, practical, in-the-weed strategies for helping professionals deal with situations they face every single day in the office or in their um, professional interactions. So we start with very basic concepts that are relevant to situations people face every day, including you know, how to ask for help and sound smart how to answer questions that you really don't know the answers to, mm-hmm. how to ask for and get really meaningful feedback, you know, concrete, actionable feedback, how to start and end every conversation well, which is really important for job seekers, you know, how to be really generous when you give someone a call, even if you have an appointment set up, an informational interview, um, and just to say, hi, you know, this is so-and-so, we had a call set up at this time, you know, totally refreshing their memories. They might have 18,000 other things going on. <laughs> it's now still a good time for you to speak. And then people realize, you know, you're courteous, you're respectful, you're, you know, really appreciative of their time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of the great on-the-job 
philosophy and that, you know, shines through in the book and in all of the live training. Well, great. So do you have any final messages that you want to express to job seekers regarding this topic? No, I think the things that I would keep in mind are, one, be yourself. Two, think about the communities and the relationships that are strongest in your life. And those are that's your strongest networking base. Mm-hmm. And know your story, you know, know where you're heading, what skills you bring to the table so that you can very succinctly and clearly explain that to people when you're meeting them. And just be confident because people want to hire and work with and um, promote people who are confident and genuine. All right, everyone, that's it today on Job Search Guide. Thank you for joining us and sharing your expert advice, Margie. To find more employment-related shows, head over to aljandradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, email me at aljandradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, I'm Katie Chesney with Aljand Radio, and I'll see you next time.